Hello, and welcome to Afternoonified, the podcast that makes your workday feel a little bit less like the color beige. I'm Emily. And I'm Ryan. And we really hope you're not trying to eat right now. So, today's episode is going to be about a very interesting disorder that you guys have maybe seen in the show My Strange Addiction. I was going to watch... Some episodes of that is research, but I could not bring myself to watch Diane from Chicago, like, eat her house because she's addicted to drywall. Why don't you just go out and buy drywall? I don't know. It's like $9 a sheet. I I don't know. We're talking about pica. (laughs) It is a disorder that is usually categorized as a mental disorder, actually, and it is uh, having the appetite for things that are not normally included in the diet, especially for non-nutritional items that have no value to the human body. Um, I don't know. A lot of things on the list do. But not in a sense that would make them worth eating. Like, if you ate enough wood you might get you know like raw potatoes were on the list that i read those are poisonous first of all you're not supposed to eat raw potatoes i did not know that yeah you're not supposed to eat potatoes um i don't think the potato itself is poisonous but there's something about like if it has like the eyes in it you know yeah those are poisonous if they're not cooked supposedly so don't eat raw potatoes that's why it's on the list you're not supposed to eat (laughs) (laughs) so like we said we hope you aren't eating Emily is literally burping up pea crisps right now. You know what? Those Caesar ones are fucking delicious, and I have no regrets. No regrets. Oh, So, like we said, pica is the consumption of substances with no significant nutritional value. So even though they might have a little nothing significant that makes them worth eating. Okay. Um, such as soil, soap, or ice is one of the more common ones. And each type, depending on what it is that you crave or eat... Uh, has a different name. So we're going to go through a couple of those because there are some really interesting ones on our list. Uh, There are. There are some good ones. Uh, So I'm going to do my best to pronounce some of these words, and they are not fun words to pronounce. They're big medical medical words. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to do my best. So acuphagia, it would be eating sharp objects. So I suppose like needles and stuff. We'll talk about that later. How? I just don't understand how you crave needles. Um... The metallic taste, maybe. But then you wouldn't you just have the one that's metal? Like, wouldn't you or, just have... Or the sensation of the tearing your esophagus as it goes down. Uh, I don't know. Um, we, we're going to talk about someone who liked to put needles inside them later. Oh, interesting. Mm. All right. Uh, we have amylophagia, which is the craving for starch, which I don't think is necessarily crazy weird. I mean, I crave bread a lot. That's not the same thing. <laughs> Um, oh god, this one's intense. Cotto, okay, cotopyreophagia, which is specifically the craving for burnt matches. They smell good. I don't think I want to eat sulfur, them. It's the sulfur. It I must think. be the sulfur. Yeah. So that one might actually come down to like a mineral Yeah, problem. that one. Um, plus there's wood in the matches. That's true. So maybe it's a combination of... You probably shouldn't be swallowing matches. No, you shouldn't be eating any of these things. That's why it's considered a disorder. Uh... <laughs> Coniaphagia, which is the craving for dust, which sounds really gross. Yeah, what do you, like, lick a table that you haven't pledged in a while? <laughs> I guess addicts would be their best friends. And I don't mean addicts, like, like addicts, like... She just did the, the, the heroin, like, arm thing. Arm I you didn't see that. Um, I meant uh, addicts is in the ones in your house. Addicts! Okay, like, where ghosts live. Yeah, not like people who are addicted. Okay. Top of houses. <laughs> uh... 
coprophagia, which is the craving for fecal matter. We'll talk about that too! Yes! We're excited! Emeto, emetophagia, which is cravings for vomit. I am. Uh, uh. Geomelophagia, probably not pronouncing that right, but that is the craving for raw potatoes, which, like we said, I think I've read that they are poisonous, which is why it would be considered pica if you have the craving for them. Well, we'll get back to that poisonous thing. We'll, we'll tweet it um, yeah. after this episode comes out. Yeah, we'll give you guys the rest of that info. However, I guess once you cook it, it's no longer pica, so that seems weird. Well, no, like raw flour is considered dangerous because there might be salmonella in the flour. That's That's why you're not supposed to eat raw cookie dough, which no one listens to. No, no one. Geophagia, which is really common. That's the one that's cravings for uh, dirt, soil, and clay. Oh my god, I was right. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, That one's actually one of the more common ones. The one where you'll eat like clay because of the mineral content? Yeah, that one's actually really common in other countries, like developing countries, because they have mineral deficiencies that you can actually find in the clay. Yeah, and that used to be super common in slaves during that era in the United States because of plantation owners giving them shitty diets, so they would crave the minerals in the soil because they weren't getting them in their normal diets. That makes a lot of sense. So that one's not super weird. Thanks, old white southern men. (laughs) Hyalophagia, which is the craving for glass. Lithophagia is the craving for stones specifically. So that was more... Yeah, like rocks, I guess. Okay. Mucophagia. This is my favorite one. This one is so specific. It is the craving for the mucus of invertebrates and fish. So are those fish lickers? Ah. God, it's grossing me out. (laughs) (laughs) Pagophagia is the craving for ice. Another really common one, especially in pregnant women. Uh, Maybe that's just dehydration. Yeah, it might be. And then also I feel like pregnant women get hot, you know, hot flashes. So it's cold. Uh, That one's not as weird as fish mucus. No. We have xylophagia, which is the craving for wood. Oh, no. Urophagia is the craving for urine. Bear girls would know about that Wait, that's... I didn't know that was on the list. This is going to be a good episode, you guys. Yeah. Trichophagia is the craving for hair, wool, or other fibers. So I guess like the texture of like hair. Uh, and then we have plumophagia, which is... Plums? Is it plums? No. Uh, lead. Okay, that's the same thing. Yeah, well, P-L-U-N-B, like plumbing, I oh. think is the root of that one. And then the last one on my list here is uh, hematophagia, which is basically vampirism. It's craving for blood. Vampirism. I have some news for you. We're going to talk about the Vampire of Sacramento. Oh. Yes. What I think is interesting, and I just really want to point this out, is that Emily is obsessed with serial killers, first of all. Second of all, this episode is about a disorder that involves eating things you're not supposed to, and it's a mental disorder, and somehow Emily managed to find reasons to talk about Serial killers. Or is that not their MO? Like diseases, mental illnesses, well, and I suppose, things that you're not supposed to do? But the fact that this is like, it's just, the fact that it's just basically people that eat wood is, you know, the fact that you managed to, again, relate it to serial killers. Well, this killers. would be a very different world if Jeffrey Dahmer had been to eating wood. Yeah. Actually, he was into eating wood. Oh my god, I almost made another dick joke. Oh, you did make the dick joke. Don't I did. I didn't. didn't even stop myself no, in time. It came out. Um, so... The Vampire of Sacramento is a name given to a serial killer. Although, I would almost consider him a spree killer more than a serial killer. Did he kill more than once? Yes. But spree killers also kill more than once. And I feel like his was less of an MO and more of this is what I have to work with. But Richard Chase, 
is the name of this man. Uh, and he lived in Sacramento in the 70s. Um, so I think 70... F- no. Like, late 70s is when this happened. Um, he was insane, clearly. He was convinced that his blood was turning to powder. His skull bones were separating and moving back out of his head. He actually shaved his head so he could watch this process a little more closely. Um, And he was convinced that someone had stolen his pulmonary artery. So at least he had knowledge of anatomy. Yeah, that's important in your run-of-the-mill psycho. He was committed to a mental hospital in 1975 voluntarily. Yes, should be. Yes. And the staff was terrified of him. They actually found decapitated birds in his room that he had drained of blood. Like, he lured them and then drained them of blood because he thought that that blood was going to keep his own blood from becoming powder. And it would help deal with that whole pulmonary artery thing. Um, And they let him out, which, probably not a good idea. Yeah, I'm going to call that a mistake. Yes. Um, I mean, he came from an abusive household. He had the whole, I believe, the serial killer trifecta, arson, hurting animals, and wetting the bed. Um, His mother was a terrible human being. Um, So he got released from the hospital. His mom weaned him off his meds and then set him free into the world, where he proceeded to acquire animals, kill them, um, and then grind their organs and blood up in smoothies. Like, he would mix the organs blood and coca-cola in a blender and then drink that like some yeah yeah i guess he got his iron you know yeah definitely didn't have an iron deficiency i'm gonna go ahead and say but it eventually escalated actually there was an in-between point where he was caught at a lake in nevada um covered in blood naked police found him then they found his truck inside was covered in blood there was a bucket of blood in the truck Turned out to be cow's blood, so they let him go. Um, there's still a problem. If you have a bucket of cow's blood in your car, <laughs> there's probably a bigger picture there. One would think. Yeah. One would think. Also, killing off livestock is also illegal. That's considered, like, theft or something, because... I, I mean, you can purchase cow. cow blood because some people do use blood of animals for cooking. And it was the 70s. Yeah. I mean... Those people got away with a lot of shit in the 70s. Yeah, that was, like, that was like the golden weird. age of serial killers. Pretty much. So he did escalate to humans. Eventually, he murdered, I believe, seven people over the course of two days. He did... um, By the way, this is going to be a little graphic, so if you're not into that, like... I'm sorry, I didn't do a disclaimer. Um, He raped one of the women, um, killed two little kids, stole a baby. Killed the baby, I assume. Yeah, probably did. They did catch him. He committed suicide in prison. Um, Everyone in the prison was terrified of him. Oh, I'm sure. And... I believe the reason he gave to an FBI agent that was interviewing him um, was that Nazis and aliens were trying to kill him, and he had to do this to ensure his own survival. And then he proceeded to hand the FBI agent who was interviewing him a big handful of macaroni and cheese that he'd hoarded from the cafeteria and told him to go test it for poison. So the point of the story is that he was compelled to drink blood, and that's how this ties into the episode. Well, okay. So that's a... I guess it would be an example, but it, his would be, I guess, more stemming from the mental side than the, like the, the mental side. The paranoid schizophrenia? Yeah. It, probably. So um, this is probably a good time to talk about causes, then. Causes, you say? Yes. So we should talk about why these people do what they do. So there are several ideas, although it's actually really under-researched. There's not a lot 
on it. I mean, people have researched it, but I, a lot of people think that it hasn't It's not life-threatening been... for the most part, so it's not a priority? Well, it would, it would be life-threatening. I mean, a lot of this stuff is poisonous or dangerous. Like, if you're eating drywall or you're eating insulation, like, that's full of fiberglass. That'll tear apart your insides. But since it's compulsory, I feel like people put less importance on it because it's like you're doing it to yourself, which is... A, Sort of so instead same. we just make reality TV shows about it. Pretty much. Granted, I think they do a disclaimer at the end that's like, if you or anybody you know is I'm, doing something dangerous, like call I said, somebody. I, I can't bring myself to watch it. There are some weird addictions on that show that aren't even related to Pika, I, but most of them are Pika. One of them was like pulling hair out of the shower drain. Yeah, I feel like that almost just stems from more of like a... OCD. Yeah, of. well that's that actually kind of ties into causes because one of the... So there's... There's two, I guess, veins of thought. There's the idea that it's caused by a mineral or vitamin deficiency, which is when you see pica in pregnant women or in developing countries. Like we said, if you have like an iron deficiency, you're more likely to want to eat, you know, like clay or, you know, different things that will have that iron in them, you know, to replace that. Mineral replacement. Yeah, your body naturally will crave the items that it's lacking. So Mm -hmm. that is more of a medical thing, and that's a lot more easily treated. Also, interestingly enough, pica can actually, even if it is that more mineral deficiency side of the thought process, I guess, it can actually lead to larger, more underlying conditions. So people that have pica due to an iron deficiency, the iron deficiency could actually point to like renal failure. So pica can actually diagnose like kidney failure or other things. So it can actually, it's actually something that's really important to get checked out because even if it's just a mineral deficiency. There's probably something causing the mineral deficiency. If you or someone that you love is inclined to eat large handfuls of grass, clay, laundry soap, whatever, probably go see someone about that. Yeah. Tell somebody, please. It's um, not always harmless. I'm still stuck on that lady that just ate drywall from her home and, like, destroyed the house. Like, for real. There's... Yeah. Go to a Home Depot. That's that's more OCD related, <laughs> for sure. Um, so, again, that leads us into the second vein of thought, which is... Uh, that it's caused by mental disorders. Most specifically, it's actually listed under the OCD spectrum in the DSM, the big book of mental illnesses that psychologists so use. So not DOS sound machine. No, no, it's not DOS sound machine. Actually, I'm not sure what DSM technically stands for. Dude, see medical reasons. <laughs> so it's listed under an OCD-related condition, although uh, schizophrenia can have pica as a side effect. Or not a side effect, but I guess like a symptom. Like, yeah. As part of the whole, and I yeah. think autism as well. Yeah, and it would depend, you know, it's really, it depends on the person, what their, I guess, mental status is, their mental makeup, their physical makeup, if they have, you know, mineral deficiencies going on. So there's there's a lot that can tie into pica, and pica also can come up and go away, like in pregnant women. A lot of pregnant women will get. During my research, I came across a Daily Mail article, so take this with a grain of salt, because it's a Daily Mail is terrible. Um, but it was about an autistic boy who had a compulsive need to chew on things, but he couldn't distinguish between what was food and what wasn't food. Mm-hmm. And they said it was pica, but I was kind of, like, iffy on that. Like, it was mostly just an oral fixation and less about mm-hmm. the eating of the things. Yeah, I feel like in that case it would be more pica is more of a symptom of something larger. Which pica usually is. I mean, pica usually isn't It's never just itself. the thing that you have. yeah. Man, the lights in the place where we record are just, like, flickering super ominously. So if you hear, like, screeching, demonic laughter, maybe come check on us. Yeah. Um, Actually, this episode won't get posted if we die in here, so this is going to be, like, some Blair Witch shit. Yeah, maybe it'll come out in, like, 20 years. We'll do a movie about us. Nice. Mysterious dead podcasters. Someone get a young Liza Minnelli to play me. 
We'll have the technology by then. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to point out about pica and the causes is that you have to have the condition ongoing for more than a month for it to be considered pica. So a lot of pregnant women for like a month of their pregnancy will crave ice or something during, during a certain point of their pregnancy. But if it continues and is ongoing, then you actually consider it pica. And that's when they really started looking into more like serious underlying causes. Yeah. As opposed to just like craving it. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes there's no like diagnosable reason at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, there usually is, but a lot of times it's, it can be hard to find. I mean, it almost always relates to, if it's not a mineral deficiency, it almost always relates to something wrong mentally. Oh, well, and there's also that fact, if you pay someone enough, well, yeah, they will eat things. Yeah, but that's more like voluntary pica, whereas I think pica itself is considered to be sort of an involuntary thing. Like the craving becomes so strong that you do it, even though you know you're not supposed to, as opposed to, I mean, if you pay someone to eat poop, that doesn't mean that they have pica um back in the day and if anyone has seen american horror story season four freak show i think mm-hmm. was season four um you might remember meep he wore the little blue feathered costume oh yeah bit heads up chickens yes uh, um those are called circus geeks which is different from freaks they um were basically openers like they were I was going to make a joke about, like, shitty comedians opening for the person they actually came to see, but I've never actually seen a shitty opening comedian. <laughs> I love you, Portland comedians. Did not make that joke for your sake. <laughs> for real, though. Um, they would perform before, like, the bearded lady and stuff. Um, they're different from carnies. Mm. Kind of their own category. And, yeah. They were often mentally challenged. So autism might have played into this, but again, it was like way back in the day before autism was really recognized mm-hmm. as something. And they would mostly bite the heads off chickens. Like that was their main shtick, but they were known for eating just about anything. And a lot of times they were alcoholics or drug addicts and they were paid with liquor, especially during prohibition or narcotics. I feel like you almost can't even consider that pica, though, because they were being paid to do it and told to do it, and if they have... In some cases, like, that's just when... I think there was, like, the the alpha geek yeah. that started the whole thing, yeah. and they were just doing it because they wanted to, and, like, there had to have been people that that's just what they did. Yeah, but if you think about it, if, you know, even the head, the head geek, I guess, so to speak... They know that their job is to be entertaining, and a lot of people in circuses in general, in order to be entertaining, a lot of do it was probably that faked. Are... Like that's what happened in freak yeah. shows. But there were a couple well, of them. Even when where... it's, it's real, it's just it's for the sake of entertainment. So I think it almost can't. Um, there was an episode of the X Files called Humbug for any of you who are big Scully fans. You know, people who want to believe. <laughs> and a geek actually helped Mulder and Scully out of their weekly jam. Uh, by eating everything. Oh. So, huh. you know, in popul- popular culture, that's a thing. Yeah, it is. Um, there are some famous people with pica. Um, not like Brad Pitt isn't sitting in his home eating bars of soap. That's not what I meant. <laughs> um, but there is one man in particular, whose name I have written down here, uh, Michel Lotito. He is from, was from, he's dead now, uh, Grenoble, France. France. I don't know why I fucking said it like that. You also that. said Nevada earlier, too. Nevada. So. Nevada. <laughs> I really wanted to correct you, but I didn't want to I didn't want to embarrass you. I don't know. It just... It felt right. Yeah. But anyone from Nevada will immediately be like, it's Nevada, it's not Nevada. Well, it, 
George Bush got made fun of for saying Nevada. You know, fuck them, because people pronounce Oregon wrong all the time. How do they pronounce Oregon? Oregon? Uh, well, yeah, that's more accent. Than it that's more anything. just not paying attention, so... Yeah. Whatever. France. <laughs> um, he ate a whole fucking plane. Along with many other things I do here. Yes. Um, he ate nearly nine tons of metal between 1959 and 1997. From what I could tell, he didn't do it as compulsion, but as, like, kind of a sideshow entertainment thing. Uh-huh. But, like, how do you find out that's something that you can do? Yeah. Like, I think it probably started as pica, like, kind of the craving for it, enjoy like, doing it, and then you get noticed. It's a party trip. Started popping nickels, like, like Mentos. I, I remember watching something on him, and I think that it... One of the earlier things was that he would eat wine glasses at parties. Like, he would, like... Why not just play them like a normal pe- person? <laughs> Jesus. Well, at least he took it, you know, a step up. Um, he earned his spot. He started when he was 16, and at one point during his career, career, he ate an entire Cessna 150 over the course of two years. He also ate shopping carts, televisions. What? <laughs> I think, like, nine bicycles or something yeah, like that. Yeah, bicycles... And even bits of rubber, I guess. He broke them up into very small pieces, of course. Yes. Which I think is cheating, but what do I know? I don't professionally eat metal. <sighs> he would drink mineral oil beforehand to lubricate the pieces as they went down. You know, like you do. Mm-hmm. And then he said he drank a lot of water during his, and I quote, meals. That's what we're calling them. Yeah. There were apparently no ill effects on him. He said that he <sighs> passed his meals without any problems. Bullshit. I think he probably just had a real tough butthole. (laughs) (laughs) That is my theory. That's the name of my new punk band. Callous Butthole. Yes. Yes. (laughs) No one take that. That's ours. We're starting like a grunge punk band. Callous Butthole. Yes. He died in 2007 at age 59 of natural causes. Again, I call bullshit on that. Natural uh, causes at 59, my ass. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to go with, uh, my guess is bowel obstruction. Oh, yeah. Or hole in bowel. Just, yeah. Or like an ulcer or something. Yeah. Something went wrong deep in there. Yeah. Um, I just didn't want to do an autopsy. They were like, it was the metal. Can you just imagine if like one of those pieces of metal didn't get cut up small enough and it didn't dissolve in his stomach so he had to like pass it? Like I said, he has to have a super calloused butthole. Ugh. Nightmare. Ouch. Ow. Ow. (laughs) So how do we tell how someone has this? Because clearly calloused butthole did not. (laughs) Yeah, so we need kind of a, I I guess, a way to figure out if this is what it is. Because we've been arguing the whole time whether things are or are not pica. Yeah, it's. Yeah. However, there is not a super strict criteria, although there is some. So when you are assumed to have pica, the first thing they do is a blood test to make sure it's not a mineral deficiency. So, even if it was a thing. mineral deficiency, would it still be pica? Yeah, no, it would. But in order okay. to be, but in order to move on to a treatment or okay. anything else, you know, you have to diagnose it. In order to properly diagnose it, you would get start rid with of the blood like test. the easiest cause. Yes. Okay. So you start with a blood test and look for a mineral deficiency. If that's the case, you move them on to. Uh, dietary supplements, and then also fixing their diet to see if maybe that'll help. Yeah. If that doesn't, then you move on to figuring out what's causing it. Well, after that, you have to figure out if it's something causing a mineral deficiency. If there's no mineral deficiency, however, that's when we go. I heard parasites is a big... 
Parasites, yeah. Um, Pico can often be a sort of a lead in to finding it because you are like insatiably hungry to the point that you're eating really weird. Yeah, they things. actually used to use like hookworms and tapeworms and stuff as weight loss back in the Victorian times when no one had any regard oh, for their body. Disgusting. Girls would eat the worms and then it would make them thin, but they would also have goddamn worms. Yeah, so that's that's not fun. That's um, not but it can be a cause of pica. Also, if it turns out it's not related to like a mineral deficiency or anything, then we look at mental illnesses. And those can be, like we said, ranging from OCD to autism to uh, schizophrenia, schizophrenia, behavioral problems, um, kind of an, an, you know, a grab bag of you know, anything can really cause it. Just spin the wheel of mental disorders. Pretty much. But I think OCD is sort of the big one. Yeah, that's probably the leading Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, especially in people that don't have obvious like mental disorders or mental, yeah. um, I guess, limitations. Mm-hmm. Like circus geeks, a lot of them probably were, like, I guess, sort of like handicapped in a way, like mentally handicapped to an extent. Um, they had like various disabilities, but if it's not something like that, then you have to look towards other stuff. So OCD is kind of the biggie there. According to the DSM, in order to diagnose it properly, um, you have to have four factors in order for it to be considered pica. So it has to be the persistent eating of non-nutritional substances for a period of at least one month. It does not meet the criteria for autism, schizophrenia, or uh, something called Klein-Levin syndrome. So pica in that case would be a symptom, but in order to be diagnosed as the main thing, yeah, as just having pica, you cannot fit the criteria for autism or schizophrenia or whatever that's so good good news richard chase you are dead but also you did not have pica as a primary yeah it was a symptom of something else i'm sure he's stoked to know that for sure um the eating behavior is not culturally sanctioned so if it's that's why cannibalism isn't oh yeah well yeah i guess that's true i guess if it's sort of uh like in the U.S., if you had a craving for human flesh, that might kind of be pica I guess, but isn't human flesh like a... Technically nutritive. A food item? It is a food item, I would say. I mean, it's not like a culturally accepted food item, but like, I crave steaks. Is that like that would as be As long pica. as they're not like people steaks? No, I don't crave people steaks. I crave beef steaks. Okay, um, good, because I was questioning our friendship and professional relationship. <laughs> I thought you were going to go all green inferno on me. Oh, no, no. Not yet. Not not yet. (laughs) Saving that for later. Oh, good. Uh, And the fourth criteria is that uh, if the eating behavior occurs exclusively during the course of another mental disorder, such as an intellectual disability or a uh, developmental disorder, schizophrenia, it is sufficiently severe to warrant independent clinical attention. So that's just saying basically that... Um, if it only happens when you're schizophrenic or when you're having schizophrenic episodes, then it's considered a big enough problem to be dealt with as pica, but it's not just pica. Yeah, there's other so, extenuating circumstances. Yeah, so that's the information that kind of comes out of the DSM as far as diagnosis. So then once you're diagnosed... They can decide on treatment, would be it behavioral meds, diet changes, mm-hmm. so supplements. Like we said, diet changes would go first if it was more mineral related but if it's mental a lot of the times they start you on ssris which are a type of antidepressant so selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors yeah however a lot of people say that that can actually make other mental disorders worse so that only works in some patients that's tricky yeah so that's not always the most 
That's not always the best way to go about it. Well, that and aversion therapy. Aversion therapy is a fun one, for sure. Um, So I wrote down a list here of some of the treatment techniques used, and there are some real fun ones on the list, so I'm just going to go through it. Presentation of attention, food, or toys not contingent on pica being attempted. So trying to see if they'll eat other things, I guess, is a way of... Don't like, oh, you like wool, try this wood. Like, supposedly that's supposed to help cure it, I guess. I guess. I'm not a medical professional. And they realize, whoa, I actually don't like stuff that's not food. I don't know how that works. Positive reinforcement when they... Don't eat the thing? Yeah, and then negative reinforcement when they do. Aversion therapy, so pretty much just like White Goodman and Dodgeball. When he has (laughs) the pizza hooked up to, was it like nipple clamps or something? Yeah, Yeah, so basically that. So you basically put the food in front of the person's face and then, you know... I guess berate them Shock or something. Shock them yeah. if they try and eat, eat it. If they lick it, I don't know. Um, self-protection devices that prohibit the placement of the object in the mouth. Mouth guards. Yeah, so muzzle them. Is so one like of the Hannibal Lecter? So the treatment is muzzling. Yeah, like Hannibal Lecter. It's a um, badass mask. So what you call his version of cannibalism, Pika? No, because he's a cannibal. Oh. <laughs> uh, Human meat is a food item. Yes, that's what I think anyway. Uh, smell <laughs> sensation, physical sensation. So, like, if you eat it, they'll, like, wave ammonia under your nose. Or but what if, if you eat it, they'll spray you with water wait, like a dog. Wait, the ammonia thing wouldn't work if you're into drinking pee. It's true. Also, there are some people that are, like, into ammonia. So. That is. Yeah. All right. Really small amounts. There was a chick on My Strange Addiction, and she was addicted. This isn't necessarily ammonia, but she was addicted to Comet, which is that toilet bowl cleaner. That is not good. No, it's really bad, but she would only do it. She would do it in really, really small amounts, but um, a lot. She would do it a couple times a day. She would go in the bathroom, lick her finger, dip it in Comet, and lick like, it again. Like those fun dip things? Basically. Ugh. But she said that it was because... She liked the texture, but I can think of lots of foods Fun that are dip. similar texture. Fun dip! That aren't poison. Jesus, lady, just go to a gas station. Yeah, so that was um, an interesting... I think I just caught the sound of my legs unsticking from the chair I'm sitting in. <laughs> it's like 9,000 degrees in Portland. Yeah, it is hot here. It's the surface of the sun. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty a pretty good coverage as far as treatment. Um, obviously... Treating the underlying condition if is related to something mental. So if it turns out you're schizophrenic, treat the schizophrenia. That's a good idea. And the pica should go or on you its might, own. might go on a murder spree. And yeah. one of the two. God. So those are some of the methods of treatment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna segue into this guy. Um, Which guy is this? What did he do? <sighs> he ate cats. Ryan, the man ate cats. Did he ever get treated? Yeah, actually. So, speaking of treatment, <laughs> this is a case where someone actually did seek treatment. Wow, or... we that, we just worked through that segue like pros. Yeah. I know, his name is Charles Domery. He existed in the late 1700s. Oh, yeah, cool. it's old. It's real old. He, he ate cats, which really, really bothered me. Like, Don't they technically have nutritional value? Okay, <laughs> yes, they do. Um, he ate other things, but oh. the cats really stood out to me. Well, you do have a cat, so... Yeah. Just picture poor Lucy in some crazy man's hands. Don't put that in my life. (laughs) No man is ever going to get my dummy bear. (laughs) All right. 
Jesus. So he he kind of he was a member of the well, he was a Polish soldier um, who served in the French army. Oh yeah, Mercedes. And so. he ate everything he could get his hands on. They upped his rations so he got more to eat, and it wasn't enough. To the point where he ate cats and up to five pounds of grass a day. And nothing that the Prussian or French armies could give him, like, satisfied this guy. So he was just super hungry. Yeah, just super hungry all the time. And eventually he was captured by the British, and they used him as kind of a science experiment, and they fed him all sorts of crap. Like, 16 pounds of raw cow udder. What? A pound of candles. Whose idea was that? What should we feed him? I don't know. How about candles? What do you think, Nigel? Should we? Oh, let's get the candles out! That was a really good British accent. Thank you. Yeah, it's all part of my plan to... I don't know. I don't really have a plan for that. I don't know why I said that. Maybe assimilate into British culture. Yep, it's all part of the Matthew Lewis plan. (laughs) That's our celebrity of the week that Emily is going to shamelessly Isn't it great? That's actually, like, my number one, so... Well, perfect. At least we got him in. Yep. (laughs) Same episode we talk about eating cats. Sorry, Neville. (laughs) Eventually, they did manage to fill this guy up, uh, the British, after feeding him candles, cow udders. That's what she said. Actually, it would be what he said, but you know. Uh (laughs) Um, Yeah, he kind of went down in history as this fucking weirdo. Even Charles Dickens? Just Dickens? Charles Dickens? Charles Dickhead. (laughs) Seriously, thanks for A Christmas Carol, but everything else was crap. Yeah. Charles Dickens was into this guy. Um, thought he would make a good, like, sideshow thing. Um, here's a quote from Charles Dickens. I can't do the British accent now that I'm like, no, actually trying. Like, Maybe if you start with, oh, Nigel. Oh, Nigel. Now, it is my opinion that a man like this, dining in public on the stage of Drury Lane... Of Muffin Man. Like Drury. Drury. Um, Back to the quote. Would draw much better than a mere tragedarian who chews unsubstantial words instead of wholesome beef. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know I needed you saying wholesome beef in a British accent in my life, but I'm glad it's there now. There's your new ringtone. Just you going, wholesome beef. Um, Yeah. So there are, you know, famous... Picatarians? Picatarians. Picatites? I don't know what you'd call them. I'm not really sure. Sufferers of pica just sounds really strange. Yeah, um, picateers? They have hats and a theme song? They must. P-I-C-A-T. No. no. Too much. Too much. Plus, I think that song's copyrighted. Huh. 99.9% sure that the Mouseketeers theme is... Copyrighted. Copyrighted. Probably. So earlier, uh, we were talking about how wanting to eat poo. Yes. Was a thing. Yeah. That and was, also, uh, oh, I wonder what the name of that And one. also pee, I have it written down, uh, coprophagia. 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 Uh, also pee. And we also talked about people having needles inside of them. Yeah. Which leads us to, and yes, I'm bringing him up. Albert Fish. Another serial killer. The most, well, not the most famous, but, like, he actually only killed two people. Yeah. 
He did. But he was. He's, he's fucked up. This is a fucked up man. Yes, extremely. So he is a world class nightmare human being. He meets the standards of PICA criteria, and he was a consumer of human poop and pee. You thought we were done with poop after Mozart? You were fucking wrong. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, that is just a small part of why he is a nightmare human, but that is something that the poop and pee eating. Yeah. I have to keep saying it. It makes me, it gives me the Wiggins. The Wiggins. Uh, he took part in it consistently throughout his life since the age of 12 when a telegraph boy, I believe, he was in a relationship with, taught him about it. Really just a whole new world hit him that. So a piketeer turned Albert Fish into a piketeer? Yeah, he just introduced... Because that's not something you think to do. And I guess Albert Fish tried it and he was like, this is the best thing ever. I love eating shit. By the way, he was a person in the late 1800s um, to mid... Well, he died in like 1940-something. Yeah. But anyway, he was he was an early... He was around long enough for x-rays <laughs> and that was about it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, he consistently ate shit. And he didn't have any diagnosed mental disorders, but it was, like, really early in the... He was a fucking serial killer. That's a mental disorder yes, on Yes, I'm aware. Uh, he was a masochist. He had the longest list of kinks that I have ever read in my life. <laughs> oh, I didn't even write them all down, because again... We don't mean innocuous, like, foot fetishes. No, like, he built himself a paddle that had, like, sewing needles built into it to paddle himself on the butt. And his son actually found said paddle, and it did not only have blood on it, it had gore on it. It had chunks of butt flesh. Ew. <laughs> so he might have also had a calloused butthole? He, probably. Um, uh, he also used to take strips of fabric dipped in wax, put them in his butt, and light them like he was a human goddamn candle. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Where's the pleasure in that? I don't understand. Anyway, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring it up while we were discussing people who eat weird things because he did those things. Um, he also ate people, but we have established that people is a food item. <laughs> At least for our purposes. Well, yeah, and like I can't imagine that he had a mineral deficiency that led him to do this. Yeah. Well, it I was mean, the 1800s. Well, yeah, I mean, he didn't really have time to pop down to the farmer's market for kale. Yeah, but I guess the things he was eating, I mean, poop wouldn't have, if you had a mineral deficiency before you ate the poop, and then you poop. He, it wasn't his own poop. Whose poop was he eating? Well, he did kidnap and molest a lot of children, so I assume... Their poop. Yeah. So baby poop. Oh. That's worse. Why is that worse? I can't so believe we're worse. still talking about... Um, we should move on. We should move on to the fact that he did have needles in him, even though... I don't know if he ate them. I don't think I ever anything about eating them. Um, he did stick them into him himself. Leg, groin, arms. Yep. Um, they took x-rays and he just left them there. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm sticking myself with the needle. It's like, this is in here. Yeah, he would put them in and push them in until they were buried in under his skin. his skin. And then leave them there. So and he had hundreds by the time he died. His x-rays are insane. They're disgusting. So that's Albert Fish. There's a lot we could talk about with him, but yeah, mostly the fact that he just consistently um, ate things that he was not supposed to, including mm. small children. He would like, he had recipes for these children. Like, he made soup. Didn't he give the soup to one of the dead kids' moms? He did not. Oh. He did not. That is one thing that he did not do. Oh. 
I feel like I read somewhere that he like had given he, no, flesh to somebody and then wrote a letter later. No, he, he wrote the letter. Um, there was a mention in the letter of how he went over to their house and I mean, I'm like 90% sure that he didn't feed them. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I you guys need like to tell me they're wrong, but I just spent three hours yesterday listening to last podcast on the laughs. Amazing series. Just plugging that. Um, if you're really into that. I don't remember them mentioning it, but I think towards the end, I was just so traumatized by all of the information that I was having to, like, absorb. Oh, yeah. We should do an episode on cannibalism. I think that's on our list. It's so coming up sometime, eventually. At some point. You guys will hear us talk about cannibalism. But since we were talking about yeah. other podcasts, this seems like a good opportunity right. to thank... The wonderful Charles and Patrice at Bad Day Podcast for interviewing us last week. And I don't know when that episode is going to be released, but hopefully by the time you guys are hearing this, their episode will be up. Yeah. I think it was a little bit less of an interview and more of them letting us talk at, talk them. at them. But they were great. That was it was a lot of fun. It was. That was amazing. <laughs> I think we made new friends. So definitely go check them out. Listen to our interview on their website. Uh, I think it's just baddaypodcast.com. And uh, I think so, yeah. on Twitter at yeah. baddaypodcast. Um, we'll definitely tweet when our interview is up. Absolutely. But it was a lot of fun. And even while you're there, listen to some of their other stuff too, even if ours isn't up yet. I mean, they did an interview with Dallas Stokes, the shoe designer, and yeah. it was actually a really good listen. So check them out. Yeah, they are hilarious. While you're checking them out on Twitter, you can check us out on Twitter as well. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Afternoonified. Yes. Um, we are also on Facebook at facebook.com slash getafternoonified. And there is our website, or if you want to check out old episodes, send us an email, make a donation, and that is www.getafternoonified.com. Um, also remember to rate this podcast if you're listening on iTunes, leave us reviews. Love um, that stuff. Yeah, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. SoundCloud, uh, anywhere you are. Yeah. So that is our episode. I hope we didn't traumatize you. We are doing that a lot to people lately. Pretty much. Well, enjoy your dinners. Bye! Bye.